1: Hey guys, I'm so thrilled to have you guys here um, and talk about one of my favorite ad tactics in our ABM playbook, which is the LinkedIn conversation ad component. So super excited. You know, please feel free to get your questions in. Eden's gonna kind of filter them through to me because I can only look at two places at once. (laughs) And I definitely will leave time at the end for questions. I do have slides prepared, but probably half of the portion is gonna be me actually just going through some examples of what this would actually look like for your prospects or your clients within um, the LinkedIn platform itself. All right, well, we'll just jump right in here. So again, what is LinkedIn Conversation as? I'm going to explain that at a high level. We're definitely going to dive into some specific use cases that I've been using here at my company, Prophecy. And then just some general hot tips and considerations are going to be really jumbled on the slide. And I'm probably going to give a lot more anecdotally over the call. Lots of different little tips and tricks and things to consider. But yeah, so, and I'm Karina Owens. I am so proud to be part of the Peak community. I just hit my one year with you guys and just thrilled to be sharing with you guys. I love how collaborative everybody is. So I hope you guys really get some good takeaways today. So if you've been to be a B2B marketer for any period of time, you have probably heard from all your executives that LinkedIn is pointless, and does not expensive, and does not deliver quality leads. So heard, I hear that all the time myself, LinkedIn conversation hasn't been a game changer for me in my career to prove that there is value in putting spend into this network. So you're, it's probably all about, in my opinion, what you're delivering to who you're delivering it to and when you're delivering that. And that win part has been pretty key for our avian strategy. So... The reason why LinkedIn conversation ads are different and the reason why there's still some confusion about it is because it appears in the LinkedIn inbox and most people still associate that with things like LinkedIn in-mail, which for me, that never proved much value either. The, The difference here is that the message is actually coming from an individual, not a company. So this could be really anybody within your company. We've been using it to come from people like VDR or sales rep when we're doing more of high value executive offers, we often will have them come from some of our VPs. So you can choose based on your program what you think is most appropriate. And it's super easy to get them up and running. You know, marketing technology can be pretty difficult to implement sometimes with different members of the organization, but this has been easy peasy for everybody that I've got it implemented into this. They're also just highly conversational in nature. So way less formal, and that's kind of a force. Requirement that LinkedIn actually puts on you. So it's only 500 characters or less that you could use within your messaging. So it really forces your marketing department to be concise and very clear about why we're targeting you and what you're going to get out of this. I found that that's really helped us in a lot of our other strategies, even our own chatbot on our site. And it's really that choose your own adventure experience, right? I mean, just like you've seen chatbots on other websites, it's the same thing. You deliver the message. And the user can go and they can click a bubble or they can click another bubble. They can also go back. The really cool thing about the LinkedIn conversation ads, in particular, which is still just a feature that is just dedicated to that, is that they never go away. So even when you stop spending on that campaign, that message lives in the inbox forever. So I've had leads come to me from Q4 of 2020. And I'm not spending a dime more on it because it's been sent, it's closed, they just continuously come back because they're scrolling their messages and looking through the offering. And LinkedIn lead gen forms, there's a, you know, it's a trade off with this because typically individuals use their personal email within their LinkedIn profile. Um, However, the LinkedIn lead gen forms, when you're embedding that into the chat bot with LinkedIn, I have found that it makes it super easy to follow back up and ensure that there is a CTA that's captured. I'll I'll get into a little bit more about that later. And then furthermore, this is a really great program that you can pitch to your team as a, you know, A-B test. It's super low cost to test. You can spend as little as a dollar per spend. We're averaging well below a dollar for our sends, uh, So it's definitely a program that you can test and try and see if you have value that you can prove over time. So, I wanted to just throw some stats up here for you guys. Um, I found that anytime I can do a blurb like this with any of my emails to executives, it just tends to at least elevate the conversation a little bit, pique their interest. So, why should you care? A LinkedIn study from 2020 found that 89% of consumers would like to use messaging in particular for B2B communication. Furthermore, additional studies, and they're from HubSpot, Accenture, Aberdeen, you know, I won't read all of them verbatim, but of millennials say they interact with chatbots on a daily basis. This is becoming just a tool in everyone's day-to-day life that they use and are comfortable and almost are starting to expect to interact with. 73% of buyers are also expecting a more personalized experience. And because LinkedIn is targeting individuals just by nature, you're already making it a lot more directed in your outreach. You can also really rely on that data as well. because. This is a LinkedIn profile that the individual is creating versus going through some databases like ZoomInfo, your old CRM data. You know this is accurate. You know this is their name. And hopefully, if they're keeping up to date with it, it's also the company that they're actively at still. Businesses that utilize new technologies to increase personalization report a 21% stronger lead acceptance rate and a 36% higher conversion rate than businesses who do not. We have definitely found that our experience with this in particular outweighs our traditional ways of gathering information, so our contact us, or demo forms, our LinkedIn conversation ads are actually even outperforming our chatbot on our site. I truly believe that's because we are targeting them where they're living and breathing content the most and not relying for them to be on our web to be able to make that conversion. So now we're going to start to get into some use cases. The first one that we have piloted with here at Prophecy was designed to attract BI and analytics professionals, managers and above, in the healthcare space. And we did pilot this in Q4 um, of 2020, and it was a very interesting time still, obviously. The healthcare space was you know dealing with all sorts of challenges that didn't necessarily resonate with what our business could bring um, and solve for their challenges. Just for a little bit of background, we basically make data, we visualize data for organizations. So, What we did here was we combined a very timely regulation with our outreach and messaging. So you can see here on the right, right away, Patrick is leading with the offer. So what we have found, we've tested some different um, amounts for our digital gift cards. We did pilot with $50 we didn't find that we were yielding as um, as many conversions as we would like. So we did up that high value offer. And within two days, we instantly doubled the amount of meetings and inquiries that we were getting through. So for us, the sweet spot has been that $100 high value offer. And I have heard that from other individuals across industries as well. But first and foremost, you can see that first sentence before even clicking that open, just scanning that. So we always just lead with the offer. Typically, that is going to yield you, I believe, higher open rates. Furthermore, we let you know who we are and why we're targeting you. So we're already letting them know that we're really well aware of the cure's Act deadline that's coming up, and they need to act now in order to be prepared for that two quarters down the line. So I'm going to go to my next example too, and then I'm going to hop into LinkedIn. But this is an example of um, I have heard different companies say, and it is very important to know and decide who your sender is going to be. I have heard a lot of people say to never use sales as your sender, but I, I have found in my experience that it's perfectly fine. We do get the same at-bats and we haven't found that it is a substantial difference between who we are using, but I do think it matters what the message is and what the offer is combined with who you're sending that to. So for this next use case, this for us is all about accelerating pipeline. So our audience here is people that are aware of who we are as a brand, aware of what the solution can do for them, but they're getting stuck. We're not able to progress them through through, um, pipeline. So we decided to create a campaign that took that audience into account. We built that audience through Terminus. Terminus recently did a uh, overhaul in their integration with LinkedIn. So we're now able to build audiences directly in our AVM platform, which makes it super relevant and easy to match all of the different criteria that we would want for these programs. And it is actually a higher match rate for us as well. So we're always averaging 90% or higher on making sure we're matching exactly the right individuals at the right company. And the turnaround time for that list build is typically within one to two hours. LinkedIn overall, even when you're just doing it in the platform itself, it can take upwards of a day or more. So, we have found that we are decreasing the amount of time that it takes to build and launch these campaigns.
2: So, we I think we have. Didn't yeah. to interrupt you, but I think we have one question from Tim. I think he's got his hand raised. And I don't know if it pertains to this slide or the past one, but um, just wanted to make sure that we jumped to that question really quick. Tim, did you have a question?
0: I do. Thanks. Thanks, Eden. And thanks, Karina. That is really interesting. I have a quick question, and you may have answered it just a little bit. As you were going through the previous use case and this use case, you were talking about testing the creative and the lines and I it, it, or the content. And I was just wondering how you set up. So you define your use cases, and I'm sure you're working across the organization and your different stakeholders to make some hypotheses. But I wanted to just double click on how you were optimizing your ads, right? And if that's part of just terminus and how you're putting it out there, or if that's actually through LinkedIn and if you could just talk a little bit about that, it'd be very useful.
1: Yeah, sure. And um, I'll try to answer that the best I can. Let me know if I didn't quite and I'll, I'll try and reclarify that. So, one of the ways that we look to make sure that we're doing a proper A B test is actually to really accelerate the amount that we're spending daily right off the bat. So I know typically we're used to kind of spreading our budget out more evenly over time and having LinkedIn kind of take that into consideration for us, but we have found that when we take anywhere from 50% of the budget on the daily spend, we're actually getting more people to test and use it than if we look to spread that more evenly out over time. So when we did that, we were actually able to test and see, oh, okay, this is the probably better dollar amount to use for the high value offer, or this is the right copy to use at the front of the headline, which is buried into the middle of the paragraph. We do that exactly in LinkedIn campaign manager. The benefit of terminus and the connectivity is more so that you can build and streamline which lists go to which ad tactic, and then next quarter two with our next release, we're going to get a little bit better about how you can measure the results, but not necessarily tweak or or, or um, tinker with the messaging or offer.
0: Sorry. Thank you. That's great. I really appreciate it. So just to summarize, if I, if I understand correctly, yes. what you're doing is you're front-loading your spending to get more traffic and driving that A-B testing first, changing yes. your ads, and then just letting them hum, right? Yes. Uh, that, that's sort of what I understood. Is that correct? That's correct. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Hey, thanks again, Karina. I'm really enjoying yeah. it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Cheers. Bye.
1: Thanks. Okay, so so here we decided to take away the dollar gift card here, and instead just leave with a different high value offer that's more centered around a very consultative approach. And we do that because Bill came for us. He's a former Gartner uh, analyst who actually built the quadrant that we participate in. He is like his time is is worth. So he's not somebody that we would just want to put in front of everybody. So we do have to be very careful here with this offer. So for us, we're looking to convert more pipeline. So getting them out of that middle of the funnel and converting them more downstream. So again, back to that list building, we have rules set up in our ABM platform to tell us, okay, what are the intent topics they've been searching with over a specific amount of time? Are they visiting these high value pages? Have they converted in these uh, demo request campaigns? As an example, and it's a real time data feed. So it's not something where I have to go back over a certain period of time and reevaluate my data in CRM or my marketing automation solution. It's constantly filtering that in through. So I'm getting people in and out of the program with great ease there. So here I'm going to now stop sharing and I'm going to go ahead and get into the LinkedIn and how this looks for the prospect. Feel free to stop me with questions while I'm building that up. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. So here you can see I received the message from Bill. You do have the caveat of it being a sponsored content, but you can see here that it does still appear to be that more conversational tone messaging. It's a little bit more, um, you know, feeling like a, a normal LinkedIn message. So again, we are telling them, we know this is a relevant, timely topic. This isn't guessing. We know this because we already know what their activity has been with us. We then let them know who he is, why this matters, and what he's willing to offer. So we're taking a test around this time to see about putting that no right off the bat. We usually just leave it with these two kind of more positive options, but we do want to be mindful that these are people that we know and we don't want to come across too intrusive. So we did want to test out just putting this here right off the bat, but I'm going to walk us through this first option first. So yes, tell me more. You'll see it quickly pops up again with the next solution for me. This is the kicker here that I would say, if you're launching it, no matter the spend, please consider a qualifying question, especially if you're doing something that is a gift card. I would never do this as a marketer, but some people are just going to want the offer and not want to to have to give a gift. So the way that we've gotten around this is by actually putting a qualifying question, even if they already said yes, because it's just not worth me and my team's time to talk to somebody that's just in it for free gift. So we said, great, quick question. Are you responsible for either developing or implementing the data management strategy or roadmap for the company name? No, I am not. Yes, let's book a call. Before I go to some of the other options, I want to show you again a little bit more of an integration. So here's that LinkedIn uh, form I was telling you about. There are instances where, let's say you get distracted. My dog is barking like crazy. I have to go answer the door. Maybe I submit this and I don't come back to this. The good thing about this is that you now and LinkedIn campaign manager have their contacts. You know that they clicked it. You know that they clicked they're interested, but maybe they didn't follow through with the final CTA, which is to book a meeting with Bill. So just wanted to send that caveat too. I would recommend putting a LinkedIn lead gen form in for that purpose and that purpose really alone. Um, you don't have to, but that's what a could feel safe for us. Great, it's sent to prophecy. Now we're gonna actually book time directly on Bill's calendar. So what's happening here is we use Terminus for our chatbot on our site, and they have a very cool chat from anywhere functionality, which think of it like a calendar, but for chat. So it pops up in this chatbot window that says, okay, I would like to schedule a call with Phil. Again, we're giving them additional content options. This can be whatever you want to continue experiencing getting to know us better if we still haven't done a good enough job to convince you that the time is now. I'm gonna go ahead and say, okay, I'd like to schedule a call with Bill, confirming that this is who I am. And then I'm gonna give them my email. And then it's gonna pop up with some times that I can book with Bill. Cool, this is on Bill's calendar. It seems directly to Outlook. He knows now that, I mean, this can be as soon as you want it. You can adjust the time frame. What we did here is intentional. We don't want Bill to appear like he's available to the end of time. We want you to have this timely exception that the time really is now. Not a totally new concept, but just wanted to share that caveat. So you could for all intents and purposes be done, but as you can see, I see all my stage history here so I can go back and continue to experience. So I'm gonna show you this maybe option. I like to give this because I don't want to make any, you know, too much assumptions that maybe we are not the right fit for them or they're not really in market. So I like to give this as an offer to say, okay, understood. This may be seem a little bit intrusive. Let me tell you why we're actually reaching out to you. So here we, we make it very clear. I don't want my reps or my VP to not have a clue or to have the prospect not be very informed about why they're taking the call. So here's where I'm really reiterating. This is no, you know, no strings attached. We just want to give you an understanding about how Master Media Data Management can do this for you. We would love this opportunity to show you how we're doing this for clients like yours. And then again, you can see that I'm going back to this. So let's do this negative option because this is definitely an option you've already paid for your send. you're paying for the click. Let's click on it. No thanks, not for me. All good. We're always here for you when you think it's the time the time is right. And then here, I'm already pushing an event that is constantly running and it's always around that high value conversion. So we just launched recently a live demo series to basically make it seamless for our prospects to get a demo from us at any time they want, rather than sitting and waiting for our reps to be available or our SEs to be available. So this is just taking them straight to our site. You can see at the bottom of the screen, we have a UTM. So we're always capturing the value of these programs in every, in every way we can. So this one is the other example that I started with. This one is a little bit more personalized. This was part of our healthcare ABM program where we were again, very latching onto a regulation that was timely for our persona. So I'm gonna just go to this maybe. Again, you can see that I'm asking them, what's holding you back? This is all we're hoping to achieve on the call. After the call is done, You get your card. It's going to go the same route with wanting to give them um, the chat box to to go ahead and book that time directly on the calendar. So, again, I'm giving the option to opt out and I'm taking them to a page on our website that is, again, reiterating the fact that we are here for their specific business needs. We know how to solve this problem. And when you do click on this, it's not going to show it for me but it's going to show um, a personalized embedded experience. So because again, the lists are all tied to the ABM platform that we use, it's going to know, okay, they're involved in this campaign with LinkedIn conversation ads. So when they go to this individual page, I need to personalize that experience for them. So we embed text on the page so that it filters out the company name and purposely is doing content recommendations for them that's specific to the campaign challenges that we spoke to. Back to the deck. Any questions before I leave my LinkedIn interface?
2: I have an odd one only because I receive a lot of these. Okay. What do you do if you, if somebody doesn't click the response button and they type back? So... That is a really good question. We haven't
1: actually experienced that yet. I I, I don't think that you're going to see it in LinkedIn campaign manager, but your individual sender is going to be the one who sees it. So that's a really great point to point out. You're going to want to make sure that they're aware that, hey, this is not only looking like it's coming from you, any direct reply is actually going to hit your inbox. So over this promotional period, we need you to be super mindful to be checking that regularly because that won't hit back to your uh, uh, marketing
3: view of the world as just in standard inbox yeah Hey karina, if i'm if I'm running this out of my out of my account and I'm doing this stuff, do I now then have it's kind of what you said. do I now have open conversations with all these folks? so like let's say let's say I'm able to run like a sequence that is want to book a meeting, do you rather see some content about it or or yeah. or, th- or no, no I'm not interested. Right. I'd be able to then be like, well, do you want to just connect and and you know follow each other on LinkedIn? And then yeah. and then at some point, like if like four months later I see something on their profile that I think is cool and I opt in to like message them about something, will that flow still be in the private DM?
1: No, only if they chose to exactly um, what Becky was saying earlier, actually take the time to write a written response.
4: Yeah, and last question. So that's that that's all very cool. Again, if I'm doing it from my own profile and they are not my connections, it's just the conversation. It's not that the invite request is sent to them or is it? Yeah, no. No. No.
1: yeah, yeah. So this is, um, it's all run again. It's appearing as it's coming from you, but it's all just coming through this LinkedIn app platform that they
4: set up to just be this style of communication. And then, if uh, there are responsive people who are relevant, and I would love to add them to my network to continue organically, I would need to, like, do the regular communication with them to go and invite them to connect. Right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah.
5: What is your experience with respect to correlating this to the outcomes? While the strategies are really. Effective. With respect to revenue or, you know, uh, real business metrics, or is it helping you lower down the lead to conversion time or SQL to, you know, deal conversion time? How does it correlate to those business metrics?
1: It's a really great question. So for us, it is outside of general inbound. It is the quickest. Net new opportunity creation from a marketing campaign perspective. And what we're finding is because there is a give here, you know typically like from the the aspect of maybe like a a gift card, or let's say you even send them like a physical like Sangram right? Sangram could be running these to promote his new book and say, Hey, I'd love to talk to you about it over a consultation or hey, no worries, I'll just send you a copy. Let me know if you want to connect later. I think because most people are using the element of a give back, yeah. we are just finding that we're able to get a lot more detailed information up front. And there's not like a lot of gains initially, at least like it's certainly the calls are very much run as information gathering. Um, so we're getting just a lot more details off the front so that we can be better prepared to follow up with a very customized demo. So an example. Got, it. Got
5: it. So if, if, I, if, I, uh, if I'm correct to say, is it more focused on the top of the funnel generation?
1: It depends on the campaign you're running, but certainly for us, we do utilize it from that perspective a okay. lot. Okay. Yeah.
6: Thanks. Thanks a lot, mm-hmm. Karina.
1: Yes. I
6: have, a, I have a quick question for you. Yes. Is If you run one of these campaigns, then you know some time goes by a month, we'll say. Is, and let's say somebody wants to look in to see what's what this what this campaign is going, and in the meantime, you have marketing and sales doing other stuff, does that all get put in the CRM together so you can have one view of everything or not?
1: Yes. So we actually use an automation rule with our marketing automation solution, Pardot. Every time that a lead hits, it notifies our BDR and our AEs, and it gets added to a particular campaign in Salesforce. So we can cumulatively see over time um, and look back and see how effective these were. Did I answer that that question
6: right? Yeah, and that is absolutely, that's great because I'm telling you, I've talked to tons of companies, not do this, but other type things like this. And a salesperson cannot see what's been going on at all or marketing can't see what's been going on. So no, that's great. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. And I really just have one last slide here for you and then we can keep opening it up for questions. Okay, so again, just a couple of, things to be uh, keeping in mind. We've talked a lot about considering your sender and you know what the message and offer is and who it's coming from. The Another t- tip to know is, as you know, with most LinkedIn campaigns, there is this audience restriction. So you do need to have either a thousand accounts or 10,000 contacts in order to run this campaign at all. It also is only pushing your ad once a month. It's another really good reason to make sure that you're front-loading your budget on the on the, the daily budget initially, and you can scale back over time so that you don't have to wait 30 you know days longer than you need to to reach the same person. So we will run very hard on our LinkedIn conversation ad ad strategy one month, taper back to do some more sponsored content the next, and then right back out of the next month because we know now. That we have already hit our audience, so we're not going to keep running the same campaign tactics. They're only going to hit them once. Again, too, we mentioned a little bit earlier, but while the high value offer, high value offer is often the best bait and the best bait to reference right away in your first sentence, you also should ensure that you put a qualifier question back into your chatbot playbook to make sure that you are in fact targeting the right individual. As good as the match rate can be with LinkedIn, you you never know. People may not be updating their profile appropriately, and you may be talking to somebody that is no longer at the company. So important to make sure that you clarify you are the right individual at the company I thought it was targeting. Again, just keep it super simple, conversational, short and sweet. Make it super easy for them to want to opt in. Make it a no-brainer for them. And then again, we talked about this as well. These are going to live in their inbox long after you stop putting budget towards the initiative. So expect to keep receiving at fast long after that you, you have created this campaign. I hope that's something that LinkedIn doesn't figure out uh, soon enough because it's been a great surprise to, to get some ads from the campaign or leads from a campaign that we ran a while ago um, without having spending with any additional. So do make sure to uh, Scott's point that you do have something that is always monitoring that and updating and alerting uh, you and your marketing and automation solution. And so really, what is the LinkedIn conversation ad strategy or what is it overall It is a chatbot that lives inside LinkedIn, which is typically where most B2B individuals spend their time. So you're no longer having to wait to point somebody to your site to give them the same experience that you would on your site. You can go exactly where you are, target them at the right time, and make sure that your message is highly relevant and you will see higher conversion rates. We've been thrilled with our results. We, I think the company was spending 800 to $1,000 on a cost per lead with LinkedIn prior to utilizing the strategy. We spend anywhere from 120 to 150 now on cost per lead. And the return on uh, ROI is even higher than that. When you consider the other LinkedIn ad strategies are really all just about getting a lead. You're not actually getting them to book a meeting. So everything that we push through this LinkedIn conversation as strategy is pushing them immediately to a hand raiser versus just, Hey, here's my info. Good luck trying to capture my attention later. All right, guys. Well, that was the material I had planned to share with you. I really do hope that some of the visuals and you know, um, examples of what we're doing at least gives you guys ideas and nuggets of, uh, you know, stuff to chew on and bite on. I've definitely, you know, experimented this at this company and other companies as well. But as always, just please feel free to ping me and use me as a resource and be happy to hop on one-on-one to talk through anything from how to set this up and use the UI in LinkedIn to how I'm using it with our ADM strategy to, what copy works, I definitely wouldn't be here as a resource 101 as you guys need.
3: Karina, a quick question. I haven't, I haven't run a lot of LinkedIn ads, so this might be a really elementary question, but can you talk me through when you say that you need 1K accounts or 10K audience, what, yeah. what, what does that mean?
1: So you would not even be able to launch an ad campaign if you did not build your list to either be exactly or minimally 1,000 accounts or minimally 10,000 contacts. So once you build and select your filters, so let's say you just stay in LinkedIn and you just build it from their LinkedIn audience and LinkedIn campaign manager, it's going to tell you this is the predicted audience size that you're at based on the criteria you selected, and it's not even going to let you launch the campaign unless you can reach those minimums.
3: Sorry, sorry, no, I just meant so, so. It's not that I need to have 10,000 contacts on LinkedIn. It's that the audience yeah. that I select to run this ad to has to be at least that big.
1: That's right. Cool. Thank you.
3: Thank you very much.
5: Yeah. Rena, I might have missed the earlier part, but first off, a fantastic session. Thank you so much for this explanation. But I'm just curious like, I hear you saying that it's part of your APM program, and more or less a lot of times you might be using as for inbound extension. I'm just wondering. Do you have any experience or any idea if anyone has used it for Outbound as a cold outreach and has that been effective? And a follow-up question to that is like, what channel is it really replacing? Is it replacing emails? And do you find this thing as more effective, some data points, some kind of rationale there? Yeah. Yeah, no, those are
1: really great questions. So for Outbound, I mean, I really think it depends on what it is you're planning to obtain. There's so many different ways you could go about this. So obviously the way I shared it was much more around demo or meeting. I am wanting to toy with in the future, we just did a a survey that we sponsored with Harvard Business Review. And I actually wanna use our LinkedIn conversation app strategy as a way to solicit survey responses. So no ask on my end, other than saying, hey, we just did the study. We're finding that people are at this stage in their digital maturity, similar to companies like yours. Where do you think you're at? And almost using it as like a quiz to then have the follow-up be, oh, well, here's how you compare and here's the report. So it totally depends. You can take this really any way you want. I do think that most people are using it, to your point, as a way to kind of replace inbound or even the the cold outreach from like you know a sales lock or an outreach. It all depends on how you're trying to go about it. I will say that this, this for us replaced the sales law cadence kind of rut that we were in definitely made it a lot more real for our prospects. Um, you're also, you're taking away that, that, um, that, that likability that you'll get spammed or, you know, your email doesn't even go through. You're pushing this through a channel that is actively making sure that you're actually getting visibility to the right
5: person in the right time thanks um the other one i wanted to check was and it's a very personal thing like subjective but i feel like oftentimes whenever whenever i get an offer 100 dollar upfront or something the minute i get that i'm like man that's not going to work for me and i'm curious what your data statistics are saying because i think from what i heard from you you've tested you've tested both sides right yeah. So they uh, have some kind of uh, clarity on it. Like, what, What's the general response? Do you find it better with incentive?
1: It totally depends on your space. When I've been marketing to other marketers and sales reps, they have no problem accepting that offer. When you're talking to more of like a, a very, like so our audience can be very technical in nature, particularly at a specific level or industry. That's why we kind of remove that gift card offering completely off the table and make it purely consultative Business roadmap discussions, much more high-level conversations versus like, hey, no, the purpose is just to get you in. Let you know who we are, and then we give you a gift as a thank you. That is definitely a really great point to be mindful of. It's it's very dependent on who you're serving, who your audience is, and you also, of course, need to be mindful about who you're sending it from, right? So. For us, Bill has a reputation as a former Gartner analyst. There's a lot of stipulations in his contracts previously about what he can and cannot do just having worked at Gartner, not even working there any longer. So it is something to be really mindful of. I would say it's probably the easiest way to get in front of, buddy, in front of somebody and get them to bite is with that high value offer. But it doesn't have to be the gift card. You can be um, strategic about what that offer really is.
4: Yeah, uh, Corina, could you roll back and expand on the budget? Is there like a minimum budget, and uh, what was your strategy again to to get the maximum of it? That's a really great point. With the budget, this is one of the programs that you can really
1: have a really low cost with. It's totally dependent on what you have and what you want to work with. Um, again, it's as little as one dollar or less. We spend less than a dollar in every spend. I will say that in my experience, what I've seen is that the more you front load, the more likely LinkedIn is gonna to be to push it to your max audience. We have been in situations before where we were very um, conservative about testing the spend. and We let it be very minimal um, and we didn't even reach our full budget. So you're, you're, you're not gonna be really at risk at overspending, I would say. So I would say go big with what you have initially, start to get those results um,
4: in more of a you know, larger quantity and then scale back as you need. And uh, last question about, so you have terminals, you have intent data from your maybe previous experiences. Uh, For those who work on mostly assumptions, (laughs) (laughs) uh, what would be uh, a better strategy? Like test or go segment by segment? What would you suggest?
1: Yeah, so if you're not... I mean, here's what I'll say. I think the more data you have to work with, the better. Typically third-party data just it just I have found it to be just incredibly helpful to be that needle in the haystack. There are ways you can get to that data, um, especially like if you're a startup or a smaller business, you'll find that these companies are willing to entertain a conversation with you anyways and try and prove value. So what I have done in the past before is I've gone to some vendors um, like, you know, if you have some competitors here that you know, you know, you're always coming up against, I would go to to somebody like a G2 crowd and say, Hey, just curious, you know, I'm, I'm considering intent data. How many people are, what types of companies are actively on these profiles or my profile? And you'd be surprised with what they're willing to give you. I've received lists from what they won't tell me whose profile they're on, but they will say, Hey, on this space, you've had Target, Amazon, whatever, look at the profiles in this category in the past couple months. So at least that's a little bit more uh, helpful. Other than that, I would say just keep your pulse on your audience and the different um, communities that they're within in LinkedIn. Be mindful of when they're commenting or uh, making their own posts about problems that you know you can solve. And then just start to manually build that list so that when you're ready to reach that audience threshold, then you might be able to get a little bit more at that and start building more and more of your own data.
4: Yeah. And yeah, last, last question. And then I'll mute. Uh, you mentioned accounts. Yeah. Uh, so would it be like you choose or upload list of company names and the target specific uh, job titles as you choose, or it like blasts everyone in that company? No, great question.
1: You can do it by account and job title slash department. What I will say about many lessons learned with LinkedIn is it takes a lot of data points for them to match, right? So what I would always be mindful of is don't just rely on the list of the company name. Build your Excel file or your CSV file. We're going to upload it to LinkedIn Campaign campaign manager that way with a column that has the company LinkedIn URL profile and the company website URL profile as many data points as you know LinkedIn is pulling, you're forcing the system to accurately match it. So overload the data. And then anytime you come back and you're like, hey, I got a really crap lead. This isn't at all who I expected. They can't argue with you one bit. Um, so the more data inputs you put in that file, the better. Hey, Karina. Yes.
6: I had a, I had a question for you. And, and and like Heather said, this has been fantastic. Okay. Hey, you have a couple scenarios where and I might, you might have already said it, but where you know they're going along and they they say you know this or that, well, yeah. let's say whatever option they pick, they actually want to talk to somebody, right? Who do they talk to?
1: Yeah, um, that is where that chatbot that appeared that took you out of the LinkedIn and then took you into this chatbot interface experience. That would be ideal. It does mean additional technology. But that um, the chatbot form that I pulled you up, it just pained and annoyed all my team members that somebody was actively in the room so they can actually interject and come in. I'm not aware of that being something that would be possible with the LinkedIn conversation ad. I don't think it is, but that would be ideal, right? To give them that option to go to your site or whatever interactive experience that you control so that if they do hit there, you can intervene and just have that live chat right then
6: and there. Okay, as I said, I'm just trying to figure out how I understand this and they your know, ultimate goal is to get book a demo, right? Sure. Uh, but I was just, yeah, I was just wondering what happens if they they go, you know, this does look interesting. I want to talk to somebody.
1: Yeah. I would give them a chat bubble option at each stage that says want to chat now. And that link okay. takes them to something where you control that experience then. But other than that, it would have to be a form filled through LinkedIn of some kind, right? You can okay. either take them off with a link within the chat bubble. Or you have to stay in the LinkedIn form fill option with the chat bubble.
4: That makes okay. sense. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. I came up with one more question. Okay. There are people who are on LinkedIn but they're not active. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to filter out? Actually, there is, right? Like last activity or like something like that. Or is I'm it not, important? Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not aware. Of, that is such a good question. And I would come back to you because now that it has me curious. I'm not aware of that being something you can do in LinkedIn campaign Manager, and if I'm wrong, guys, somebody please chime in. But it has been an issue where we've had people that say they're still at that company and then we go manually visit that profile and it's like, oh, they just didn't close out that that position and they are now at this new active company. So LinkedIn um, that I'm aware of has not figured out a way to kind of let you filter that through or put in like a rule or exclusion, but it is a big enough concern that I hope they do because it does come up where people, I mean, it's human error at this point. People just aren't keeping track of it. So yeah, yeah. I would be as mindful as possible. Um, you know, it, it's still a big list, right? A thousand and ten thousand, 10,000, like still really big. So it's hard to go through all that. So the more timely you can get in front of these people by using other uh, data sources that you have, like. Up, they were on my demo page. They didn't convert. Let's try and get them in this program quickly, right? So definitely time is your friend here or your enemy for sure.
4: Yeah, you're right. And actually I'm thinking if I target manufacturers, probably I would expect less of them be really active on LinkedIn rather than recruitment agencies or something like that. Yeah, for Uh, sure. And last question, I bet, (laughs) I promise. Should this be a recurring campaign or should it run for for some period of time or is it like one one and done
1: yeah i do find that the the offer if you keep repeating it for more than uh like a little over a quarter it gets scale we did start to see a dip and we weren't mindful enough to be on top of the messaging so i really do try to only hit our audience once a quarter and i do try to have it be varied so last quarter it was the BDR reaching out with a gift card. The next quarter, it's a little bit more elevated with the free consultation. So I think it's mindful to switch up who it's coming from and the type of messaging as well. I, it, I just, it does go scale. And to, to everybody's point, unfortunately, it's becoming more and more common. Uh, this time last year, I didn't know almost anybody else who was running LinkedIn Conversation ads. So it is getting, the hype is building. Um, so obviously people are going to now get more and more inundated with stuff like this. So it's important to be differentiated.
2: Um, one question just on kind of a two-part piece. One, you have the, the $100 giveaway and to watch the demo, I'm assuming that that trigger goes out. So I guess to understand more what the costs are associated with giving away that $300, what is the conversion of people who actually show up for the demo? Is the drop off there or is that pretty good?
1: So we tell them that they can't get the the incentive or whatever that high value offer is until it's completed. And so we will try uh, and do some kind of, you know, additional incentive, like a $5 gift card or say, hey, just shoot them a LinkedIn message the day before to ensure that they do show up. And it kind of put that in the reminder too. like, can't yeah, wait to give you the gift card as well. Uh, but we definitely only give it manually after the meeting has been held to hopefully ensure for that as well.
2: Right. right. And is the, do you see pretty high conversion of people who book a time and actually show up or? Yeah, no. We send
1: Yeah, no, it's a good question. We have less of a problem with people showing up for the meetings for this strategy than we do even with like inbound demo requests. So we, we start with people that are requesting, but they don't have that option to go schedule the meeting themselves right now. Anytime we're able to like LinkedIn conversation or not, anytime we're able to throw that calendar in front of them right then and there, it's definitely a higher conversion. And we do try with a campaign like this to limit the availability that they see. So they do have to act pretty quickly and we get to stay top of mind a little bit um, you know more relevancy because it's not a month from now that we let them book we give them like a two and a half week window to book.
2: Great,
1: thank you yeah
0: hey Karina, it's uh, it's Joe
2: hey
0: I've, a, hey, I've got a question about the message that the like the account that the message is sent from
2: yeah. if
0: it's sent, if it's sent from a certain account executive, do you make sure somehow that meeting that is booked is routed to the account executive that the message was quote unquote sent from?
1: Yes. So the way that we ensure that it's booked on the right account is we use our chat bot uh, functionality to make sure that the link that they're actually scheduling on is linked already to that person's outlook. So we don't avoid any confusion there. Um, so similarly to you guys could use like a calendar to make sure that it is that individual's Calendly that they're putting it on. But yeah, as long as it is the correct link to whatever you're using for your meeting maker, we haven't run into any problems. Uh, oh, I guess too, we are pretty segmented, Joe, about who it comes from. So when we do our BDRs, they cover multiple territories. So we yeah. have enough volume in each territory to run the campaign. So we have to make sure that we are
0: thinking about these challenges. Cool. Awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah.
2: Okay. Do we have any other questions uh, for Karina while well, we're all here and she's um, we're here picking her brain with questions and she's ready with all the knowledge about LinkedIn conversation ads. Does anyone have anything else they wanted to ask or anything that they've experienced using a program like this, even on any kind of chat bot, if anybody wants to, you know, share their experiences, we can do that as well. Anyone have any last things
4: to add? Last question. What good. settings kind of do you find the most successful? Because I know it's it's very complex. It says, like, find people like Joe, for example, or people who, who deal with, I don't know, recruitment or, or coaching, Mm -hmm. Are there any tricks there? Like with what you're saying in your messaging? No, uh, actually finding finding the target accounts, building your list. So you'll have, let's say, 10 clients of specific profile, Mm -hmm. uh, except of checking in the regular settings like size, country, industry. Are there any of those like more sophisticated tricks or they just reduce your audience?
1: The integration would be more sophisticated. So again, I'm I'm trying to not bring it back to other platforms, but that's what makes sure that our audience match rate is what it is. LinkedIn Campaign Manager is only going to be good as LinkedIn's data points. For us, we're when we make those lists, we're comparing it with or building in the awareness of our CRM data and our marketing automation solution data and our intent data. So it's. It's helping inform LinkedIn. Again, the more data points you can give it, whether that's like in CSV or in integration, the better. You do run the risk of it not being super as targeted, like 100%, but LinkedIn still gets pretty close and it gives you a lot of filters to choose from. But again, you're gonna have to meet that audience threshold. So it can't be too niche. It's gotta be broad
4: enough. Yeah, thank you. Yep.
1: No, your audience, yeah. There is something I've heard of that I haven't searched too much into, but there is this technology that's claiming to be able to target exactly the individual on LinkedIn. So not job title at company, but Karina Owens, period. I will get the name and figure it out and, and it, reply in the posts. I haven't investigated it, but that's their claim that they, with their solution, can target you, exactly by the person. So
2: I'll have to look into
1: that, but I'll follow up on that. No, no promises or opinions yet.
2: Got it. Well, that sounds really cool. I would be interested to see what that is because I know like all of us are thinking, "Mm, okay, sure, sure. We'll see how 100% of a match that is, but that would be, that would be really cool to get the name of that. So yeah, leave that in the recap post as well um, with the recording. Did anyone else have any questions? Anything else? Anybody want to add?
6: I have a quick one last quick question is, is uh, You hear all the time, well, I I, you, I do, <clears throat> that you hear that any automated tools LinkedIn frowns upon a lot of times. So it, this is totally kosher. They don't have any problem with it. What do you mean? Well, I just heard sometimes uh, there's certain, they call it spamming, really. Oh, but, sure. But, but automated tools, they said that you have to be really careful with LinkedIn. And I've never done it. I've just heard that before. And so is this all kosher with them? I mean, with LinkedIn, the way you, you the, the way you guys are doing this.
1: Yeah, I mean, they actively promote, you know, with through their own webinars and and blogs and things like that, the use of high value offers.
6: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, what about all, the way that you set up all the the options, like if this, that, the automated type of thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I haven't gotten any pushback on like copy that we're using, just as an example. Okay. But no, that's that's what they the platform itself gives you the capabilities oh. to have those bubbles. So they, okay. they
2: built it intentionally.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Scott, nice.
2: I actually, I know exactly what you're talking about because when I send out like invites for events um through LinkedIn, they'll like cap you. They'll be like, Nope, you're spamming people. And like, this is too many people that you're inviting. So I have definitely run into that problem. I know exactly what you're talking about. So it's interesting that LinkedIn kind of wouldn't let you automate in that sense. They don't let you, Spam too many people, but they're kind of setting up this automation. Yeah, you pay them, <laughs> yeah, will, you pay them right? Yeah. <laughs> That's um, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, but it
1: is. It is. Um, I again, it's not hitting you more than once a month. That's a hard and fast rule. So you get okay. it once, and then you cannot hit that individual for another thirty days. Okay.
2: So there is that. Yeah. So many facets. I would love to see, like, like, behind the scenes campaign manager of this, and kind of like what that looks like setting up all your specifications and all of that. I feel like that must be, you know, a whole nother workshop in itself. That one sounds really interesting as well.
1: Yeah, it is. And I would say if you guys do want to do this, um, again, feel free to put time on my calendar because the UI is still not as intuitive as it should be as these things usually, you know, aren't. But I have tinkered with it enough that I can more quickly navigate you guys to make it uh, an easier experience. Think of it as just like a lot of back and forth. Like it's not a continuous. You have to go back. If I need to edit the the bubble, I got to go back and go back a couple more steps. Okay. And get, yeah. So it's just not quite there yet. So um, if you guys run into it, just don't give up. Don't get too frustrated. You can, you can give me a ring.
0: You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.